Hello, my name is Daniel Spies, and you're listening to the Evolve Podcast. Evolve is a podcast aimed to help you evolve into the person you desire to become. By diving deep, we can extract practical insights, dispel bad information, and move forward with tangible actions to better our lives. On a different platform today, you're not seeing me on a typical YouTube live stream today. We're with the one and only Taylor, the creator, the creator. He's from Flow State, um, a really cool channel. Um, Partially about psychology, maybe you want to intro yourself, Taylor, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, my name is Taylor. I am from Flow State. Uh, uh, you know, I, I've been around the technology community for a while. Probably people people watching this now uh, know who both of us are, I would assume. But I uh, did a lot of things with talking with famous people back in the day. I've been on uh, on MBTV back in the day as well and you know pukoki megan lovato's channel the typology community basically um my cool. channel is a bit more diversified but awesome what, and what's your type what's your type taylor i'm an estp or sle 836 okay cool and just to clarify we don't we don't mean estp and mbti we mean socionics right Correct. I just use the nomenclature. I think that's about the only thing that MBTI has contributed is. Yes, yeah. really. That's true. that's true. Cool. Um, awesome. So this is pretty much free. <laughs> this is open. It's an open conversation with no structure. So we'll see how I play with that. Um, so <laughs> like I'm already like getting annoyed by it, but it's okay. You are. Well, <laughs> Impose the structure. Yeah. Um, so, um, did you have any questions for me, Taylor? Even though this is on my channel, like this is all, this is all you. I want, I, I wanted to, I wanted you to ask important questions that you may want to ask. Okay. Well, all right. Then, then like, imagine, then, imagine, like, like, like my hourly rate is ten thousand dollars, and like it's all for free right now. That's, but that's not. <laughs> Is that how you see yourself? <laughs> Pretty much. Okay. Um, then let me get you. <laughs> Do you want me to show you that? <laughs> you're, the, you're the world's best consultant. Um, all right. Then what's going on in my mind? And I'm, I brought this up to you a little bit earlier, but still the, the culture thing, the impact people's culture has on them, that's still kind of rock and roll around in my brain. Oh, so you want to talk about culture? Yeah, Is that sure. Yeah, okay. Then let me just let me just start back from the beginning for you watching. Okay. I uh me and, and my family we went to uh tonight we went to the uh Dia de la Muerta okay. uh, festival and parade downtown here. I've spent the past two years living in a very Mex or a his Mexican really part of Kansas City. And I spent, you know, first 30 years of my life not paying any attention to culture, really, any right. conscious attention. Um, in the last few years, having uh, experienced some different things, then living here and, and interacting with the cultures, I'm, I'm starting to appreciate the differences in the impacts that culture really does have on people. Mm -hmm. um, and that's just sort of kind of, you know, the, my latest eye opening. Okay. Where did the curiosity come from? 
it, it, I wasn't curious about it. I just noticed it, you know, right. like it's a noticing I, thing. It's not a right. I, I realized that I, I'm so all about Mexican culture right now. Like <laughs> these people party, um, they're fun. They're festive. They're, uh, they're, their support. I mean, they just have strength in their community, you know, in a way that that white people and black people don't. At so least right. not here. So that's something interesting to talk about. So you're saying that like it's the opposite of like what you're what you've been used to, what what your what your culture is from what you know it to be. Well, I'd I'd say that that my experience and. There's a lot of ways to, to slice up the culture, but I'm really kind of going by race right now. Um, I feel like like the white culture I was raised in is not – it's kind of indifferent, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, a party is a – you know, it's an obligatory thing, you know? The family gets together, eats cake for a few hours on Sunday afternoon, goes the fuck home. Uh, Pretty much, yeah. Right, right. And, and, and so some of these things that should – they're meant to bond communities, you know, parades, celebrations, shit like this, holidays, they're treated not that way. And it misses the point entirely. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that we were that I was missing any point until I started going to these these Mexican events. And I'm telling you what, my daughter's friend's eight year eight year birthday party last summer was kicking. Yeah. Everybody's there. Everybody's there. We were invited. I've never met these people. So my, like, the daughter's friends, whole family is there. Adults, people are dancing. They got DJs. Everybody's, it, the party went till five in the morning. There, There is a, there is like a community-based infrastructure there when it comes to different cultures, like, you know, Spanish or Latin cultures, or just like, so it's something that I've kind of, equated to like america specifically america doesn't per se have its own culture right it's a melting pot right and so you'll and this is just my observation i've grown up seeing you know maybe a two tenths or three tenths of what spanish or latin cultures are like um whether it's parties or or family things uh, even my girlfriend's family, who's mostly Guyanese and Portuguese, they have a very, like, everybody is in Florida. Everybody's in Southern Florida. There's, like, 60 of them. Everybody shows up. Everybody's having a good time. Like, even for things that aren't aren't supposed to be a good time. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Everybody's there. Everybody's supporting each other. You know what I mean? Um, and, and it's kind of funny because in my family, I have a really big family. I have eight aunts and uncles. And we're all kind of like separated. We're all kind of like doing our own thing. And it, and there's maybe like one get together every five years, right? So it's not like it's it's widely separated. I feel like a lot of families are like that, um, mm-hmm. you know. And it's and I think I think we can categorize it as Americans who are who have second and third generation. Or, or generations outside of America, and then you have people who you have families that are like nuclear family, like a nuclear family, just Americans that don't have any ties as much anymore to uh, other cultures, and they don't have as much as a community. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, th I think that you're on the right track. I, I, so I think one thing that, I think one thing that really has helped Hispanic communities in particular is um, they do the work together beforehand. Tamales. Okay. The women in the family get together and make tamales. Right. In preparation. I mean, I I gotta think that that sort of stuff turns turns you know turns a holiday into an event, not just two hours on Sunday afternoon. Right. Like there's preparation. There's things to do. Right. There's like a way to do things. Right. And I don't know. I'm I'm spitballing. Really. I'm trying to figure this out myself. But well. There's so like part of the culture is like there's and this, and this is another argument I want to make for what I was just talking about. Right. Like, you know, having a different culture enter the scene. They are from that country. There are certain things that they do, certain things that they like to do, certain things that they like to make uh, traditions. Um, you have a lot. You just have that. You have the show that runs totally differently. You know what I mean? You're right. Like, like, like you said, when you went to this party and you weren't even invited, like that's just a tradition. That's just something that they do, in you know wherever they're from, right? But how, why does that last? I mean, why do they have that, and 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 we've lost it? I mean, I, I think that that black culture is a whole separate thing, and you can see how they've had like impacts yeah. that we haven't had. That's a whole different bag of shit. I think but, and this is going to sound like a really long stretch here. Um, right. I like. I'm really engaging in like going into the past here. Um, I would only assume there's two different kinds of fronts. There's the front of like I mentioned, where um, the culture and the new generations are being diluted, right? But then you have, but then you have to ask the question: Why are some cultures very community driven and some aren't? I think it has to do with poverty classes and the certain countries. Um, and, and their and their stat and their economic status, right? So you have Latin, Spanish, Guyanese, which is um, not really it's it's kind of an impoverished country. So you, there's going to be a lot of countries that you notice that um, are rich in like fun party, like because that's what that's the only thing that they can do, right? Um, and I'm not trying to sound bigoted or ignorant. I'm just saying that. Um, I've noticed that a lot of the countries that have a sense of community also have this underlying impoverished um, characteristic, right? I think that a lot of that has to do though with uh, they they aren't they don't have Puritan or uh, Industrial Revolution histories the way that that we do, right? Right, you could say that we were built more into a mechanical society, right? Less, less country, more city. Less, uh, less leisure, more work. Right, way, way less, more, way less leisure. Right. Right. When we had the industrial revolution. We converted farmers into factories. Right. Um. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think for I think it is probably. Uh, Protestant Puritan sort of uh, mindset that wealth, you know, wealth is a sign of uh, you know God's blessing or whatever. But I feel like we treat leisure as a, 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 an indulgence. You know, it's like fucking pigging out on ice cream or something. 
Uh-huh. And I think that that's, uh, well, I don't know, pro- probably an unhealthy perspective to have. Yeah. Well, also, too, like, I, I see it as this way, right? Like, to, to have the behavior of having a strong community, it takes a lot of time and energy to maintain that, right? To maintain that force over over generations, which means you have a, you have to have a lot of people opt in for it over time across generations, and so, you know, I think you're right. More people had leisure in these countries and these cultures. They are able to focus more on family. Um, it was less. There was there's there's a better work life balance. Like America has one of the worst work life balances ever. Um, there are some countries that like you can't work past 25 hours, right? Like I think Switzerland's one of them or something. Like there's just some countries. Oh, there. There's just some countries out there where like you're in Latin America and you go to you go, you take a nap at 12 o'clock through the day. Doesn't that sound good? It sounds fucking fantastic. I wish I took naps at 12. Like like literally the banks close, everything closes. Take your fucking nap, like. You know what you're I mean? A, you're an OIE or an ENTJ. You're probably the one responsible for taking away our fucking naps in the first place. Because I probably wanted a nap. <laughs> um, when you said that, you reminded me of something. I, I saw an article and I opened the tab. Do you ever do that? Just click the tab and open it in the browser and save it for later? Sure. Um, I hope that I got it here. Anyways, um, American Americans take less time off from work now than medieval peasants did. Really? We have less leisure. Yeah. That's I don't know. Wild. That's yeah. wild. I can believe it. But, um, but you know what I do know? All right. So let me, I'll give you an example. I was working at a sales job at a dealership in town for the last year it was a year and two months. I, I left on my birthday, essentially. I worked there for a year and two months. Um, so it was it's a five-day, six-day rotation, right? You know what I mean? Like you're five, five on, six, or you're six on, five off? Yeah. So, like, you would get, you would get like, a Sunday one week. You wouldn't get a Sunday the next. Like, you know what I mean? And so, so I have friends that are still at this place right now. I went from a job like that to pretty much, um, pretty much just working on my own. I was doing my own thing. Then I started working for this engineering company, but my, my hours are so flexible doing what I do now. Like, I don't even, like, I forgot like that. I didn't have, like, I felt, I, I forgot that I was a slave. You know what I mean? Like I, like Mike, I, I, when I was working at a dealership, I was getting like psoriasis. Like it looked like I was decaying. <laughs> like, and it's weird talking to my friends that that still work there because they're still in that grind. Yeah, you don't even. Yeah, that's like, like what I was saying earlier when I was saying about how I hated banking but didn't even know it. Yeah, and and it's not that I don't like sales. I love sales, but but like I like sales on my own time, right? And if I so like, I'll give you an example. And this is really important. If I didn't leave my job in April of this year, 
Um, I wouldn't have been able to be there for my for my girlfriend when her dad went into the hospital. I'll pro I probably would have been fired every weekend, like from my job, like technically, right? If I if I could start over every weekend, I would have been fired five months in a row because I needed that time to go down south with her. You know what I mean? And so yeah. a lot of people like that's so crazy because if we're working more and we're taking time off less than peasants do, that means we're missing even more more out of life than we did hundreds of years ago. Right? I mean, that's pretty fucked up. It is fucked right? up. I was reading something like you need to have like if you're if you're working like at a federal hourly wage, you need three you need three and a half jobs or like three jobs to compensate for average living expenses, right? Like in New York, you need about 65 grand to live comfortably, right? But what they don't- more than that. It's gotta be more than well, that. It was, it was 65,000 a couple years ago, a couple years ago. So if you count for inflation, maybe 70, 75. It, you know, I don't know if it's accelerating or not, but let's just say 75. But they don't tell you that that's 75 you're a fucking workhorse. Like you're two workhorses, right? You're a, you're a working horse trying to move sixteen like sixteen thousand pounds, right? Five days, six days a week, right? And I don't know. You probably remember this. You were older than me, but you probably remember seeing this on the news when when uh, cell phones and texting was becoming a thing, and <laughs> and the news was saying, should employers be allowed to text you after hours? Right? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you yeah. remember that shit? Fuck yeah! <laughs> I was I wasn't like working at a job that required that, but guess what? Like that's what the case is now. Like that's what what that's it just became the standard, right? Yeah. Total access. If I'm an employer, hey, I got Susie, I got Susie's phone number, I got Johnny's phone number, I got her social media, I have her LinkedIn, I have her WhatsApp. Like I can reach out to them like right now, you know, like. Which yeah, I I, I, don't know, I feel I like that argument missed the whole point. It's not a, of course you should be able to contact people when you need to contact them. Yeah, should you be able to obligate someone to do something? You know. Right. Uh, yeah, it's just it's like right, like the American dream, right? Like I, there's this really good quote, right? Like it's the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe it, right? You know who said that? Charles something. Um, he's a really good comedian. Um, but I'll repeat that again, right? The American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. I've heard that before. Yeah. And, um, oh, it's George uh, George Charlson or something. Um, I want to look him up now. George Carlin. I think it's George Carlin. Yeah, he, yeah, it's George Carlin. He's not he's not alive anymore, but that man had some fucking knowledge. I feel like when I watch him, he's more insightful than he is funny. Really. He is, but that's what's funny about it. It's so tab his his truth is so taboo, right? That it's funny. It like cuz comedy is all about pushing the bounds of what's acceptable, right? And all of his shit is so real. People have nothing to do but to laugh at it because, like, they know it's real. Yeah, there's a comedy really has a certain weird spirituality, or you know, there's, there's some sort of shamanistic fucking element to it. Yeah. 
Well, speaking of, did you see the latest, uh, the last uh, fucking Chappelle stand-up? I think I did. I think it's on Netflix. I haven't seen it still, but I just heard a lot about it. Yeah. No, he, he does some good work. I forgot what. I watched the Kevin Hart one, but David Chappelle, he's he's like kind of he's like George Carlin in a way. Like he talks about like real shit and you either you're either on board or you're not on board. But I feel like both of them have have they make statements and observations that are uh, it's it's uh, it's not like hilarious so much that it's like potent. Yeah. That make- yeah. So I want to go back to a point that I was trying to make. It didn't. It didn't. It didn't coalesce. So, like, you take George Carlin's quote, right? Like, the whole you have to be asleep to believe the American dream, right? Mm-hmm. Is the American dream just working and making it, or is it actually living, right? Is is the is the fallacy that George Carlin presenting to us, like the fact that you know we're we're asleep, just working nonstop, that we're forgetting to live, right? Is that the American dream? Right. And if and if so, where can we go where, you know, um, it's prioritized to have a family life? You know what I mean? Or like a, I'm not, not a family life, like a like, What's that last like, part again, I like, mean, a work, like a work life balance. Right. Well, that's yeah. I mean, the American dream, when, when I hear that phrase, I think two cars, middle class house, um, you know, the leave it to beaver sort of lifestyle. Right. But. But so here's the thing, right? You take that same image and you and you bring it to like the present, not the past, right? Because remember, right, when 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 the American dream formed, right, people could work at any any job at a federal level, afford a house, afford a marriage, afford kids off of one income, right? Now it's inflated that you know you need three jobs per person in a household, like like it's like that that's just it's been it's been inflated right there's an inflation like not only with with money but with affordability too right yeah for sure like of course like you know there's that argument that old people make right like oh like just get a job like why are you still at home living with mom or dad mm-hmm. like um the situation you fuckers won't die and we're paying for <laughs> like situations are different uh grandma grandpa when you were when you were my age, you could you could afford a house, a car, everything you wanted off of one income, and not even and not even a good job. Like, well, what's the uh, the what's the economic measurement they take to do inflation? Right, the basket of goods, yeah, that they they price out every year. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Um, damn, I, I wish I remember what it was called, but but. The things just like you know, our parents' generation, what they paid for shit sounds r- ridiculous. Yeah, um, I was talking to a dude at work who's you know not retirement age yet, and he was saying that when he started at the company, he was getting three dollars an hour. Three dollars wow. an hour. Wow, that's nuts. Um. Yeah, it's it's uh, the, okay, but the American dream, right? Even even a level, I think, even deeper than that. Why? Who gives us this dream, anyways? That's what I'm saying. 
so like so this, I, I thought you were saying that it's not really atta- it's not attainable now. The American dream is not attainable. So let me I'll share something with you. I watched yeah. I watched like a really quick video the other day about how the Rockefellers and all these big guys, mm-hmm. right, that started off in the 1920s, they tried appealing to the farmers, right? They tried appealing to the guy because farmers at that time they worked seven days a week all day, right? And to the to these big guys, it was really easy to sell. Hey, work in my factory. I'll give you less hours. I'll give you nine to five in my factory. I'll give you benefits. I'll give you good pay. You don't have to worry and stress about whatever the fuck you're stressing about. Uh, you just come work for, for me. Come work at my factory. And so, you know, it's the architects that create the the the, the environment for most of society, right? You know, that's how it always has been. You know what I mean? But I mean, it's yeah. There's there's actually a law of nature where um, things uh, wealth will accumulate. Yeah, uh, it's inevitably no matter what economic system you have. And so, and, and this is my, my my biggest point here, and, and where it matters the most is I don't think, and I'm very cynical about this. Take given what we've just said, I don't think we can go backwards to a healthier lifestyle in America. I think it's too late. I think that we can change some things. We can change the politics. Maybe we can change and reform some things so that there's better quality of life and policies um, with the same amount of time that we have, or maybe shut off so that maybe people have a little bit better proximity of time to do things right outside of work. But I I don't think it's going to go back to anything less than five days a week, right? Where people have to work because I think that the American economy and I think the everyday lives of everybody, they need at this point where we are in the economy, people need to work at least five days out of the week to stay afloat at one job if you're getting paid enough, right? Even if you cut back taxes, even if you change policies, you're still going to have a shit ton of obstacles to, to keep a homeostasis around five days with one job. Right. We're already talking about one person needing three jobs. Right. So it may still be you still everybody just might need a side hustle, one job and one side hustle. Right. I love side hustles. But guess what? That's only that's only a small portion of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People, people are forced to side hustle now. It's not like side hustle is a cool thing anymore where you, you tell your boys or you tell the girl on a date. Yeah, I got a side hustle. Right. Like back in the day where it was like it was your thing. Right, people are doing side hustles because they fucking need to do side hustles. Yeah, like, yeah. bro, I'm not going to this yard sale because I think I want a cup. I'm going here to sell this cup on fucking Amazon because I need the twenty dollars. <laughs> I actually, I sold a fucking uh, a bar sign for five bucks on WhatsApp today. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean though. Like a really a guy that I love who who talk, who talks about yard sales is Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't I like know. him too. I'll, yeah, but like. I don't think he doesn't cover a topic though. Like he, he covers like people like, you know, if you need extra money, go yard selling, fucking hustle and sell, like buy and sell and flip. But like, he doesn't really talk about the fact that like most, like the reason why people need to hustle and flip is because they don't make enough money. Right. Well, yeah. And, and being poor, if you're in that position, it's expensive to be poor. Yeah. Like, cause every single thing that you do, you're yeah. like stretching the last like 
this meal, you didn't have time to prepare for it. You're buying it out of the store. Um, so, so it's real expensive to be poor, but I think the American dream, American freedom, American prosperity, we are believing these bullshit concepts uh, from from 80 years ago that may never have been true, but I'm telling you, they're not true now. Yeah. Damon, Damon should have really been on this this stream because you know he's really like patriotic, right? I heard that Damon was gonna spend a night trying laying on his back trying to suck his own cock. This. No, he's he's really all about American patriotism, so he would have really enjoyed. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's. Oh uh, well, he's he's heard me. Uh, I'm not anti-American. I'm just I'm kind of pessimistic about governments in general. Yeah, well, I mean, I think he's small small gov just as much as I am. Um, but, but like, so, but you know what I mean though? Like, I think the American dream is really all about defining it for yourself. Like the American dream for me is to like have my own freedom outside of finance to do whatever I want. Right. And then to just do whatever ventures I want to do because they're available because I live here. Right. And there's something great about that. But what the American dream is not is, is, is curating a, um, a slave culture to work. Right. Because, you know, the, the purpose of life is to not work. Right. And and the issue here, too, is, you know, America is like I'm going to sound like George Carlin, but like America, like, is really good at distracting you of things that don't matter. Right. Oh, that's all the media. That's why I don't watch the news. Like I'm just putting aside the news. Right. Pretend like there was no news stations. Right. Like this country, regardless, if you just take out news channels, like there are distractions everywhere. Like you go to work, but think about all the little micro distractions. You got your advertisements, you got drama and other people's poor situations, right? You got, you got people needing help. You have people like you have all these distractions in your day to day life. And then, and then you finally get home, right? You know, government takes out at least 25, 30%, depending on your dependence. Over uh, 50 when you accumulate all taxes for the average. Yeah. 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 Right. Sales tax, buying food, like your hat, like by the time it's like over 50%. It's over 50%. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and guess what? America has you a slave worker at a discount. They have you at a discount. And you're singing the anthem about how free you are. It's- so that, that Kaepernick, guy football guy like i don't blame him it's not about you know what i mean it's not about discrediting the country it's about where we are as a country right now right like and by the way this is probably the only time you'll hear me like like scathe over the word patriotism because i'm not i don't consider myself patriotic but i do like this country for its independency and what it can provide people but right now for the majority of people, if 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 you're not somebody who's smart enough to break out of uh, your environment that you're in, you're gonna be you're stuck. You're fucking stuck. And it needs to be. Uh, I think almost always, if somebody's gonna gonna be self be autonomous in that way, they have to go into a, a blue ocean or a new industry that's not taking over. Because like think about like if, if one of us decided to become a farmer tomorrow. We would how the fuck are we gonna get that much equipment and land? No, because <laughs> oh oh, and here's another thing, right? 
a lot of people don't know this, but outside of America, it's not a credit. There's not a lot of credit based systems out there. Most countries, you just can't walk into a bank and get credit. You can't just walk into, you know, a, 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 a car dealership, buy a car on a loan. A lot of, a lot of countries are cash. A lot of countries are more cash than debt. And are they, but as why? Like we're like America is a debt economy. A debt economy. But I think those are mostly culture. Those are no, no, right. Mo yeah, right. But it's also it's it's mostly economic policies too. Like America is just a debt economy, right? We've yeah. switched, we've switched. Everything's borrowed, right? Some countries, it's not like most countries aren't like that. Most because they can't because because countries know at, at a top level. They can't afford deficit like that because then you have something like the housing market happen. And other countries see what happened in 2008 and they're like, I don't want that shit to happen over here. So you keep, it's not about keeping countries poor without introducing a debt economy. It's just the fact that cash is king and you should be buying things in full. And if you can't afford it, you can't afford it. If you, there's a saying, right? Like if you can't afford something twice or you can't buy it twice, you can't afford it or whatever. Like it's it's so true. Like I was telling my my boss the other day, um, I was like, you know what? Like to be honest, like if you own a car, like if you want to buy a car, it should be less than one percent of your total ass, like your total assets, like your total capital. I mean, in theory, but in right. reality, back but, to the American dream. But no, no. But like, think about this, right? Like, if a car costs like I don't, like let's say ten thousand dollars, you want to buy a decent car used, ten or fifteen thousand dollars. If most people, you're already in, in a negative uh, deficit, right? Because most people don't have savings past $10,000, right? But let's just, let's just these <coughs> people, right? If you look at like the top, like like uh, from 20% to the 65, like fifth percentile, where people have like between $10,000 and $100,000, right? That's still 10% of their total assets spent on a vehicle. Right? Is that like I think that that it's mind-boggling to me, right? Like we've, we've I don't find that nearly as mind-boggling as I mean, if you look at people's asset structure, you've got a house, right? Which is then, which is by the way, it's not an asset. No, right? it's, well, it's not it, asset. yeah, it's it's not the good starter investment that people think it is. No, I've never owned a house, and that's intentional. Yeah, I mean. And like, and here's the thing about that, right? Like, if you're not renting it out, it makes no sense, right? The mm -hmm. most, and if you ever follow any of the wealthiest people, Elon Musk didn't own a house until like he had like SpaceX. Like he was renting a huge ass mansion. Like he didn't buy it until later down the road into his later thirties, right? I didn't know that. Grant Cardone rents. Grant Cardone fucking rents. He doesn't own a place and, I, he, yeah. he's, and he's close to a billion. I, uh, good. But, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, and so, but along these lines, I don't think that having a lot, a lot of your assets sunk into vehicles is, I think that's one of the least absurd places to put it. If you look at people's asset structure, it makes more sense to have it in a vehicle than it does to have it in a house. Makes more sense to have it in a vehicle than it does to have it in a retirement account that you can't touch, that you're not going to touch for 40 years. Yeah. Um, that's totally illiquid. These are not liquid assets. So, like, and here's another thing, right? 
like I was talking about distractions before, right? Another big distraction is what? 401ks and retirement plans. Because guess what? You know what happens to people when they work, they work five to six days a week and then they retire and do nothing, right? They die. They die. And I don't, I don't know if you know this, you probably do, or I've heard a lot of people, but when I worked in sales, so many people told me stories about how, oh, I knew this guy and the moment he retired, a month later, he, he didn't even get to use his money. Or this guy, like, just, like, he didn't even get to retirement. He died, right? And and you can see it. Even if people make it there, they just, like, their health just tanks. Like, it's almost like if you're not a type three or a type eight and you always need to go, right? Like, you're you're going to slow down, right? You know what I mean? People slow down when you don't have that, that internal edge. Slow down as in, like. Physically, like I'm gonna watch TV, I'm gonna drink, I'm gonna vacation. Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna slow down until I die. Yeah, no, like I told my girlfriend, I literally told her, I'm like, if I ever am in a wheelchair and I can't like feel like not even if I'm in a wheelchair, if I can't even get in a wheelchair to like run over little kids when I'm old, shoot me now, like shoot me then, like just blow me in the fucking forehead because. I'm not living anymore, right? I'm being taken care of. You know what yeah. I mean? And I'm not trying to be in a in a in a home, right? Unless like I have like the, okay. Unless I have. have you the, ever lived in the dorms though? You ever lived in the dorms? No. Okay, it's fun. I think that a home might be like the dorms, except people are uglier, but you got better meds. Yeah, probably. But. I, the only contingency is I I would I would want a bomb family to take care of me. That's the only way I would keep going, is if I had like a daughter and she's just like, Dad, like I know you said you'd blow your brains out if you couldn't walk anymore, and you're at that point. Please don't do that. Like I want you around a little bit longer. I'd be like, fine, but give me some fucking Sudoku puzzles, okay? <laughs> you'd resent her, and then you'd end up doing it anyways. <laughs> like, sure, hon. Just you want to go on a vacation for a weekend? comes back to me hanging myself. <laughs> but for real, Yuko yeah, is only fun for a little bit. But like for real though, like this issue of not being able to enjoy your, your retirement, like people, people think they're going to get to retirement and everything's going to be good. Like the time is now, man. It, yeah. It, that's exactly fucking right. And, and guess what? Exactly. Yo, not only that, not only that, but when you get to retirement, you can't even cash it all out. You have to get it monthly. And not only that, you get taxed on it. And it's the, I mean, yeah. Think about that. You, you got you got to enjoy that. Taxed on retirement. Look, I mean, you just we just, we can't count on retirement. We for sure can't count on social security. We probably can't count on our IRAs. I don't count on the dollar that much. The average honest, the average retirement for an American is like $1,200 or something. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm an ESTP. I'm an SLA. I don't plan. I just know that I'll find through. Yeah. Like, and, and so let's just use that example for all those ESTPs out there that get to 63. Are you really looking forward to like a, at most $2,000 check without a pension or anything like every month? Fuck no. No. Like that, like that's how you've been living now. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it's but but that but but aiming for a retirement or a future 
it's like a it's a tragedy to watch people live their entire lives thinking they're almost there and then they die or they get there yeah dude and then they realize it's like fuck i missed it and and i'm i'm getting to that point in my life where i'm i'm seeing a lot of people in my life getting really old and it's scary and my dad 67 but he's still kicking it and he's still active as hell my grandma is like 78 she, or she's like almost 80 or something she's still waking up at like 5 6 in the morning <laughs> like doing projects and shit like even my grandpa like my grandpa is still moving around but like if you're not doing those things like it's just going to go you know what i mean you got to have something that you, you got to enjoy doing shit and have uh, you ever read Victor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning? Uh, I've heard of it. It's, uh, I mean, it sort of takes the same, I guess, concept and, and puts it on, on more of a spiritual plane. But he was a concentration camp survivor, and he's sort of, and also a psychiatrist. And so he, he spent that time just understanding how people could survive this shit. And the ones that survived had something to live for. Some sort of hope, you know, and, and and when people live for like a retirement and then they get that retirement and they show up and they realize that they're eating shitty food in a shitty little house, watching shitty basic cable that they don't even, like, it's like, oh, fuck. This, now the hope is gone. Am yeah. I echoing back on something? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, you're, you're good. I think when you talk really loud, it like, it does reverberate a little bit. But I think you're good, regardless. But um, but yeah, man. Like my point, though. Like America's got a lot of challenges that it's created for itself, you know. Um, and oh, I would I wanted to say about uh, the the debt society. Yeah, uh, that is that's an inevitable result of of our democratic structure yeah. when all your politicians are short-term employees with short-term incentives you're gonna have that yeah that's another issue too it's like you know how can you have a country based off of like how, like how can you have a country where you want this country to have certain values certain freedoms right but then you but then you're in bed with big business that wants the exact opposite right we have we have like a we have a fake society and culture based off of fake promises that are that are interwebbed into big business right politicians would tell you one thing and big businesses are make them do another uh, do something else right and there's no winning right because as long as big business is allowed to freely be unregulated they're going to do whatever they want well, I mean, there's no way to regulate something like that. Who regulates the regulators is always is always the question. Yeah, like the housing market, right? Like who regulates the people that gives these like um, these these like uh, these assets, like the letters, right? I don't know if you watch The Big Short, right? I, I don't. Well, in The Big but, Short. Um, one of the one of the the guys in the show go to like the to the organization that vote like that rates the um the assets for the housing market 
and they like they're like um, we're just told and paid like to write them as we do so pretty much they were fudging shit too so, <laughs> yeah like the housing market was like a clusterfuck of everybody doing doing do everybody was doing something the wrong way right and and that intentionally just, and it just and it just caught up with with everything so but that whole shit show was kicked off um, by a, a political initiative. We're trying to the Clinton administration started pushing, you know, yeah. the democratic dream of everybody should have their own house. We're yeah. trying to give houses to poor people. We we so the political push on lenders was to make lower loans. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just a whole runaround of causes. Yeah, and honestly, like this is gonna sound really shitty, but I think we do need some kind of collapse or like a huge reset on how some things are just done. That's, I mean, I mean, that's how that's how the world works. That's how history works. Things rise, they fall. They rise, they fall. Every fourth generation, you know, is the wealth thing sort of resets. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> it'll happen. I mean, it'll happen. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. Who knows where, where it's going to go. But, um, there, I mean, I, right? I've, I've just been looking into some things, man. I just can't believe some of the shit that's going on. Like, I was, like, I was, like, there's something like eight, 800,000, like, um, minority women are, like, missing. Was it 800,000 African women? Or something are like are just missing in the United States, and I'm like, wasn't eight hundred thousand to a million like the percentage of um, unemployment or something? I'm like, that's insane. Like it's, I don't know. Like number like things in this country are just getting so fucking crazy. I just need I just need a conceal and carry, and I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, you can get one though. Oh, I know. I am. I plan on getting one. But you know what? Um, I, I don't think it'll protect you from economic downturn or uh, or getting or getting suicided by the Clintons. Like yeah. stay away inflation. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did when uh, I, I had a lot of guns before I have before I forfeited a lot of guns, and part of part of what I was doing, part of the reason I bought. I was happy to invest money in guns is because they're a hard asset and they hold value. Guns do. Oh yeah. My buddy was telling me about that. It's it's not, it's not, a, it's not an income producing investment, but right. it's a value holding investment for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe it's because I've got four slot pessimistic in I, and I think, that, you know, everything's about to collapse any minute, which I'm cool with. Um, but I just I don't see how the dollar. I mean, it's a fucking fiat currency and get pushed around by. I just there's so much that's weak. Yeah, around the dollar. Yeah, I feel that. That's why I might buy some gold and silver from Damon one of these days. Plan on it. You know what? I got gold and silver is probably better than Damon's and cheaper. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, hey, I know we're going on like 47 minutes here. Is there anything um, aside from culture you want to talk about? Um, no, not particularly. 
Do we have questions? I'm really bad on, in live chats about paying attention to the comments. Me too. Oh, look. Guess who's in the comments at 123? <laughs> 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 what an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Guns, guns are guns are a good asset. Really. Yeah. Um, um, America does work a sober. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I just assumed Damon was about small banks. Trump, <laughs> yo, Trump twenty twenty man. I'm try I'm trying to vote for Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Write him in. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, my 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 theory on voting, if I was still a voter, would be uh, libertarian. Not because I think they're ever going to win, but. I feel like the value in voting is that politicians use it as sort of a thermometer to gauge the temperament of the country and what they can gain and can't get away with and how they should sort of position themselves. And I just want to send that message. Smaller, more libertarian, smaller, more libertarian. It's about sending, it's about putting in your order. Yeah. Right. So, um, no, I don't really have anything else I wanted to cover. I, uh, I feel like I had some things that I was going to say and I lost, but I did send you that link to the uh, to the peasant thing oh, on Facebook. Yeah, uh, or what's that? Or somewhere? It's somewhere over there. So you might drop that in the comments. Oh, the, you want me to put that in the link? Put the link. I, yeah, I think so. Um, and then you can link me, and people can check out Flow State, and you know, watch all the videos, yeah. like them, share them, subscribe them. I'll post, uh, I'll post, oh, this is cool. Check out, check out Taylor. I'll post, you see that? <laughs> Did that just pop up? Yeah, I put it up there. Uh, I should have, I, I didn't realize I was actually supposed to manually click it, but. Um... <laughs> I, I wish that this, I think this would be a great platform if it didn't have that huge border. The big well, well, they put that there so you can put like. Um, well, if this was just, uh, I can make it like this. Oh wait, no, I can't. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, I think they, there's different formats I could do, but um, they, they 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 have this space there so that you can put like banners and shit um, while you do while you do these, which is a good idea because you can man I can manually type things and then post them, which is pretty cool. Can so, I do that? Uh, I don't think you might be able to. I don't know. You see, you see the option for banners and brands. Yeah, this is a cool. I like this platform. Let me know if you guys like. Oh, the live comments is over here. I had the thing clipped private chat the whole fucking time. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. All right. Well. Okay. I think we can. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was it was good to have you on. Uh, the channel. I'll I'll hop on yours once you figure out once we figure out you know a good live stream method. I don't even know how you post. Do you just normally like do things off the grid and then upload them, or I just make videos and upload them. Yeah, I don't know. Or or I I like they're not lean Are they live? My videos. Uh, I haven't done a live video except for the ones I've done with Damon. I mean, every live stream I've ever done has somebody else has put it up or set it okay. up. Well, I've never done one for myself. Well, this 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 uh, this um, 
website's pretty good for that. It was really easy to connect my YouTube and it was like two seconds. It literally took 10 seconds to create all this. Okay. Well, I'll tinker around with it. Yeah. Which is really funny, which is funny because Zoom is bigger and it and like we didn't even figure out Zoom. Does this have a recording option? I'm sure it does. Yeah, I think you probably have to pay for like the premium. <laughs> Good old American dream getting you again with a $20 sub. Subscribe. Nickel, nickel and dime you here and there. Bro, those nickels and dimes add up. Yeah, they do. <laughs> man, by the time you get home from work after shopping and crap, like, man, where did my check go? <laughs> or, you know, it's, it's like paying 130 bucks a month for phone. It just, it's never ending. No, I'm happy to have that expense. Actually, that that's when I get value out of. It's like the one bill I'm actually happy to have. I need my phone. Yeah, I I didn't. I hadn't. I haven't had cell phone payments ever in my life until this phone. Um, just, really? it, just it, I was opposed to it. You know, it's a small enough thing that I felt like I should be able to buy it, or I don't need that phone. Right. But um, I wanted this fucking phone, so. I am. <laughs> I, I, I like the fuck out of it. What phone do you have? I have a Note 9. Oh, I'm trying to get like the, the, the Note 10. I have an S9. Yeah, I uh, I had Note 3s, Note 4s, and then after that, you know, I was in that, that funky state where I just had shit Walmart phones. And so I haven't had a good phone in about three and a half years. When I got this thing, and I'm used to, to old good phones. Oh, my God. <laughs> like this thing's sick. I gotta. I can set this down and take a selfie with this over here. It's that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Taylor. You can check him out on. Your audio went out. I was just muted right now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I, I, your audio went out. Oh, you're muted too. How? <laughs> All right. Am I muted? Before this gets any more funky. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in. Check out Taylor. Um, drop a, to a comment down below if you want a topic or something. Let us know. And make sure to subscribe, and we'll see you guys later.